I hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real The needle tears a hole The old familiar sting Try to kill it all away But I remember everything What have I become? My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the end And you could have it all My empire of dirt Upon my liar's chair Full of broken thoughts I cannot repair Beneath the stains of time The feelings disappear You are someone else I am still right here Republic Broadcast What have I become? What have I become? What kind of man am I? What have I accomplished? And what am I accomplishing? Well, heaven knows there's been many things that I've set out to accomplish and, and haven't. There's been several that I have and done. And there's plenty in process. Plenty in process that I'm attempting to call or, or make happen. No, that's not the same person. Uh, but that was the Skype ID that was sent to me. Um, call that number, Frank. That's what I was told was the correct one. And then uh, also, let me give you this number for the contact who is uh, try that phone number that I gave you but here's a backup one uh, and I am typing out the number to you now that's really weird okay 
That was from the contact. Uh, so the phone number I just sent you um, can help us uh, get this thing arranged. So let me know when you've got it. And hopefully we do. Otherwise, it's going to be a really interesting show, and it might be a really short one. Okay, folks, this is Talk with John here Saturdays, 4 to 5 Mountain and 5 to 6 Central. You can tune in right here on Republic Broadcasting and join me here on Republic Broadcasting Network. I look forward to interacting with you for the remainder of this hour. look forward to interacting with you. Now, something that hopefully will pertain to this topic and to our discussion is, and I think John mentioned this several times, uh, John Statmiller, throughout the years. So here is the current debt, national debt that we have. It's $32 trillion. Well, let me... Let me give out today's date. Today's date is August 5th, 2023. It's Saturday, and it's approximately five minutes after the hour. So looking forward to get this uh, taken care of with you. So we have, for the uh, U.S. national debt, we look at somewhere in the neighborhood of we're looking at thirty two trillion six hundred and eighty two billion one hundred and forty three million and boy that number is a climbing in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. I wish I could put for every I don't know, what's the every every million that gets hit. I wish I could put a dollar in my account. That'd be awesome. Holy moly. That's something that I'd love to have happen. Right now, uh, the population for the state of Utah is 3 million. Um, 3 million, 3.4 million. The debt is somewhere in the neighborhood of $23 billion for the state of Utah. The GDP, well, we'll get into that another time. So the national debt for the United States is $32.6 billion, almost $32.7 the debt per citizen is $97,500. The debt per taxpayer is 253,000 dollars per taxpayer. Now, I don't know about you, I didn't sign on to that kind of debt. Unfortunately, the representatives that have gone back to represent me have been, many of them have voted not for that debt. There's a part of me that'd like to turn to the blue states and say, most of this is your problem. 
And I think it's your guys' problem. That being said, um, unfortunately, it's something that we have to deal with. So the total interest paid so far is $3.7 trillion. But the U.S. gross domestic product is $27 trillion. So it would take us over a year income to pay off that debt. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think the... I don't think that the country, that the individual, or I don't think a a country should ever get in debt outside of perhaps maybe when you go to war and it should be a congressionally declared war, that we should have that kind of debt that we should worry about. I don't think we should have to worry about the functioning, uh, or excuse me, we should not have a a debt that we can't pay off in any given year. Um, And uh, I'm reaching out to someone... to see if I can make that happen uh, to help Frank. So, Frank, I don't know if we've made any headway with uh, the phone number. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. So it looks like it's in progress, folks. So I'm, I'm attempting to get on someone who is, this is something they want to get handled. They want to get taken care of. And I'm sure hoping that we can make that happen. I think there's a good... He wants to uh, go after the, the U.S. debt. So the U.S. federal debt to G... U.S. federal debt to GDP ratio back in 1960 was 52%. Almost 53%. In 1980, it was 34.6%. In 2000, it was 56% of... And then I'm talking about the GDP, the yearly GDP... Now, it is 119%. Total debt to GBDT ratio is 137. Our gross domestic product, as I said, uh, the spending to GBDT ratio is 36, almost 37%. It hampers a nation in its ability to move forward. It hampers the ability of a nation to, what would be the proper term? Uh, well, it, it, it constrains us. It constrains our nation. It constrains the ability of you and I 
to be able to be free. Now, I'm going to give you my... I don't want to have that. Hello. Well, it looks like we may be having... Hold on, I don't have audio. Give me just a second. So, right now, I've got someone in front of me, and I can see him now. Uh, So, Joe, is that you? Joe, can you hear me? I'm getting there. Bear with me. Okay. All right. Um, So, we'll have him in just a minute uh, join us. So, I will... Uh, as we're waiting for him to come on solidly, his no, name is Joe Penland Sr. Now, he happens to be from Texas, and we look forward to having him join us momentarily here on Talk with John on Republic Broadcasting Network. And looks like uh, one of his main team members was able to make that happen. So, Joe... Thank you for joining me here on Talk with John. Appreciate you having uh, having us uh, be a part of your day, and thank you for joining my audience. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, John. Just I was looking forward to it. Thank you. We're 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 I'm looking forward to this, and I think it's going to be a, a really enjoyable uh, conversation for our audience. So. Uh, a little, just a little background, just a quick note, and I'm going to let Joe show the share the majority of it. Uh, as I stated to the audience, you happen to be from uh, the state of Texas. Uh, you are an oil man. You're, a, dare I say, of retirement age, and you've decided you want to take up the fight of helping your fellow Americans become more free and having more liberty. So I want to say thank you to doing that at a time where you should be enjoying the fruits of your labor over the last many years. You're jumping in and helping your your fellow American become more free and have more liberty. As I shared with the audience, um, I, I shared that our national debt right now is $32.6 trillion. In night, and it is right now one 119% of our gross domestic product of GDP. Back in 1960, it was 52.6. In 1980, it was 34.6% of GDP. In 2000, it was 56.7% of GDP. But now, we're looking at 119% GDP. To me, that's a very damning statement of what has happened in the last 23 years. To go from 56% to go to 119, and from 1980, an increase of almost 80%. About little, little over 75% increase in, uh, in GDP, GDP ratio to U.S. federal debt. Uh, to me, it's it, like I said, it's it's damnable. It's it's constricting. So uh, let's get to it. First of all, what? Tell us a little bit about you and your background. Uh, we've got about four and a half minutes to break. So if you could give us just a quick information on your background, and we'll continue on. Okay. Well, like you said earlier, John, and I appreciate you uh, thinking it maybe I ought to be be ready to retire, but I, I don't see retirement in the future. So I'm going to continue on down the road. 
Uh, I've been successful, thank God. This is a great country. It gave me an opportunity, and I was one of the few uh, that that were lucky enough in our area here to to make a make make a big splash, and we've made a reasonable splash here in our community. And I want to continue to help people, but in order to help millions of people, I don't have the finances to help literally millions of people like we've been able to do through our foundation the last few years. But if I can take some money and parlay that into a message that gets out to America so they can be educated on the problems that face America today, and you touched on them, the debt is is just looming out there way too big now. We're picking up steam. There's no slowing it down, and it doesn't seem like the Washington or Congress wants to do anything about it. So I want to take that on, and I'm doing that. I've got some really good people hired that help us that worked in Washington under various presidents, under a lot of different administrations, very high up in the counting and so forth, and they're giving us facts. But all the facts that we quote, unless I misquote a fact or a number, is verifiable, and it's all coming off the government websites, and we have that on our on our deal here you can you can access that here but i'm confident that a world that is led continued to be led by america is going to be a lot safer than a world led by russia or china and that's what we're going to have if we continue to run ourselves further and further in debt because if we don't have a strong military to combat with those two god forbid anything happen or at least to keep them at base so they don't attack us if we don't have the money to do that, they're going to outpace us because they're joining forces, and some other bad countries are, are joining with China now. So I just want to spend the last few years that I have, and I hope it's many years, but I want to get really involved in this election, go around the country talking to people that will let me talk to them, bring some people with me that are really good on the numbers and have been in, been in the White House, been with various presidents. So you'll, you'll know that I'm, that I'm on point and I have the validity to back those numbers up. And that's our mission today because I love this country and I love America and I love my children, grandchildren, and my family and my employees. And I can do better than just getting at home and sitting in a rocking chair. I'm a little bit like George Jones. I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> well stated, sir. Well stated. So what? why did you decide to pick this battle? There are so many battles for the, for the freedom of the United States, for liberty. Why did you partic- choose this particular battle? You're talking about the debt battle. Yes. Okay. Well, without without the money, we can't have a strong military. Without money, we can't have a good school system. Without money, we can't have uh, policemen and firemen and, and first responders on the street to help us. So I know money doesn't fix everything, but it almost fixes our problems. And you single, there's a lots of problems. There's a bunch of problems out there that's haunting America from the border to all kinds of other things. But if we have the money to combat it and do it well and manage it well, then we'll put those back in place where they need to be, just like it was many, many years ago. I was born in 1950. We didn't have a list of problems that's, that's haunting this country back then. We had problems, but we didn't have, to, we didn't have this list of problems. These are a lot of brand new problems. Because we, we are the world superpower. We've been that since World War II. We need to keep that status. And that's why I picked this as the fight. Let's talk more after this break. Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. 
Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. One of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602 799 8214, or visit our website, Sierra Madre Precious Metals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure, just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind There was something so pleasant about that place Even your emotions have an echo in so much space Republic Broadcasting Network, this is Talk with John with Joe Penland Sr. And he is attempting to tackle, uh, help our nation free ourselves from the national debt um, you said you have a bunch of members of the. Um, you have a bunch of members from your team all throughout. Uh, they have experience in different administrations. So, what are your first two steps in trying to go after and take on the national debt, and, well, and helping your organization move forward? Okay, what we have to do is we have to get in front of America. We got to get in front of a lot of people. And let them know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not, it is bleak, but it's not as bleak as what everybody's hearing. You know, we've kicked this can down the road a long time. But, you know, there's things we can do 
to correct that. The problem is, you know, we went 205 years or so in this country with without ever getting to a trillion dollars. And now, like you said, in the last few years, we've run that debt from five trillion to 32, and it's climbing. By 28, the government's already put out their prediction. In 28, we'll be at, at 42 trillion. Well, that you know, that's unacceptable. You cannot continue to do that. You know, we're spending trillions of dollars today, like we used to spend a hundred thousand dollars years ago. And there's multiple ways to save money. The government just won't make those won't make those cuts or won't or will not pay attention to it. They're not things that, that people running for office want to talk about. And that's what's hurt us more more so in the last 20, 24, 28 years. This, this problem is looming bigger in the last 28 years than it has, obviously, in all of our years together. You know, we're not even 250 years old yet, and we're just about to the point where we, where we, we can't pay our bills unless we borrow money. And that's a sad situation. We're going to take in $6.4 trillion in 28. But the government says we're going to spend $8 trillion. So it doesn't matter. There's a pattern here. If you look at it, very, very, very seldom do we ever spend less than we take in, just a half a dozen times in the last 50 years. That's unacceptable. You couldn't run a business. You couldn't run your household. You couldn't run any kind of organization. You'd get fired being a CEO or on a board of any company if you never made money. And there, you know, nobody's holding them accountable, and that's the number one problem. I know we have a lot of problems, but if we can't pay our bills as a country, we continue to borrow money from people that are not really friendly to us, like China and a host of other people. That's sad when your enemy knows that you're broke. And that's a sad situation for America. And we've got some programs in this country that if we don't do something pretty, pretty quick, namely Social Security, in eight and a half to ten years, it's going to run out. And when it runs out, all of our senior citizens that are on Social Security is going to take a 20 uh, to maybe 24, 25 percent cut, and it's rising. That's unacceptable. If you do that, you will double the poverty rate for senior citizens overnight. And that's unacceptable. We have to get in front of millions of people and talk to them. I can't talk to half a dozen. I've got to talk to millions. Okay. Well, we need to get in front of millions because you're absolutely right. There has only been a few people that have been willing to come out and say, we've got to, if we don't get this national debt under control, that we're going to have to start dipping into Social Security. Uh, Social Security, in fact, we're even heard, have been told that the Social Security is going to be insolvent in a few years. Uh, another thing that we've been doing that's, absolutely uh i think criminal is they've the government has even dipped in and taken money out of social security for other spending things over the years so the this is uh and 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 definitely when we get back on the other side i want to talk more about what our elected officials but i hear so few elected officials talking about this now i can't remember the last time that i heard a democrat talk about it but there's not a lot of Republicans that want to talk about it, including Donald Trump. Well, you're right. And the last Democrat that wanted to really talk about it was Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton balanced the budget his last four years in office. And there was the Republicans had a contract with America if they got elected and won 
the, the House and the Senate back, that they would work with the president and balance the budget, and they did. So it's not like it's so far away of balancing the budget that we can't look back to that and learn from that. And we did that. But, yes, you know, Bill Clinton was addressing Social Security during that, that, during that the latter part of his, his second term and was fixing to try to reform Social Security and had some real good people working on it and had a great plan. And every time they met, the president or the vice president was at those meetings. And then he got distracted with some other problems in the White House and was struggling just to stay as president and not get impeached. So that went away. But no president since then has took that back up. But he's the last president that recognized we had a, we had a problem with spending money too much. And let me expand on your Social Security. We've already dipped into Social Security. Understand that Social Security's trust fund is owed a lot of money from the government. But the gov- that's not in your $32 trillion debt. That's off the balance sheet. There's IOUs for the Social Security plus interest that they owe. So every month when we collect about 72 to 75% of what we pay out, they, can't, they go out then and borrow more money and take, to take the place of an IOU. Now that runs out in eight and a half to 10 years, depending on if we have any other problems like inflation have to extend more money to the recipients. But this, that, that program is insolvent very, very shortly. And, and, and that's going to happen. And what, what are we going to do when that happens? Well, there's two or three things you could do before that happens. And Bill Clinton had that and his group had that figured out. We need to get that back in front of the American people and from the politicians or a new set of politicians that will take that up and save that because that's the most popular program that America's ever had and one of the most important programs, certainly for the elderly people. Um. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we, the people, are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. What if Extendivite really works, but you find that hard to believe and you spend precious time looking for someone to say, just try it. I have my help today because of Extendivite, and if I did not take a leap of faith and try it, well, I would be on disability today. Take one bottle of Extendivite as suggested for 60 days to find out for yourself. No need to stop any other meds you may be on. You know by now that they are not working for you. Before the 60 days are up, I know that you will feel Extendivite working for you and will want to take another bottle. Life is too short. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Einstein once said, 
future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Says it's the end of time, and the Mississippi River, she's a gold dry. The interest is up, and the stock market's down. And, and with the interest being up, the stock market down, and the debts going through the roof. Well, I just happen to have someone here talking about it with me. His name is Joe Penland. And he is attempting to take on the national debt, help our nation free ourselves of the, I'm, I'm going to say it's like a strangling national debt that we have. Um, now, right as he went to break, he mentioned that he had, uh, there are three things that he wants, uh, th- three things that he thinks can be done to keep Social Security solvent. So what are those three things? Well, the first thing we need to do is we need to look at back in 1935 when Social Security started. When Social Security started, the average age for a, a man like me and you was 58. You couldn't draw Social Security until you are 65. And that's the reason we have a surplus. I think the average age for a lady was 60. So if you can't draw it till 65 and you're paying in, that means there's going to be a surplus. But through technology and advances in medicine and so forth, the average age now is 78. So we're outliving that. And we dropped the age from 65 to 62 for early retirement. And back then we had 17 or 18 people paying in for every person that was drawing out Social Security. Now we have 2.8 people paying in for every person drawing Social Security. So you can see how this thing has flip-flopped in the wrong direction. Good that we got a lot of people drawing Social Security closing in on 70 million people and through the with the baby boomers retiring right now that's 10,000 people retiring per day so we're adding a lot of people to social security that we're paying in a good wage now what we need to do is we need to ratchet that age up that we start drawing social security I, i don't know if it's two or three years or whatever it is but there's a formula that you can use and i think early retirement in my mind should go to 65 not 62 Full retirement should be 70, not 67. We need to move those up because we're clearly living way past that. And people, you got a lot of people working today, John, that are my age or older. We're not retiring as quick as a lot of people want to kick us out. We still got something to perform to show people that we've got what it takes to run, to help run our businesses and help America stay strong. So I, we need to do that. We need to move that up. Now, the key to that is who, where is your cutoff? Is it people that are 60, 58, 55? 
who is going to be safe harbor, who's not going to get in, you know, that they're going to lose their position. And nobody drawing Social Security today would take a hit. Nobody will just, let's just set it at 58. Anybody 58 and older, they could draw early retirement at 62 or their full retirement at 67. They would be in that safe harbor time. But we need to work that out. But clearly, we need to move the, the age when you draw your full retirement. That's, that's one thing. The other thing okay. we need to do, I'm sorry. No. Okay. Great, the, next thing we need to, the next thing we need to do is let people that are retired go ahead and work. Right now, if you retire at 62, 63, 64, 65, you work, but we, the, the government penalizes you. We take, we take a dollar out of every $3 you make back from you. So that's an incentive that people won't work. They want to work. They're able to work. They're at the, you know, just because they're 62 or 63, but a lot of people won't because they know they're going to get penalized for working. Well, those are good people at the top of their game, whether it's truck drivers, electricians, managers, or whatever they are. And if they want to take a retirement and enjoy four or five months a year uh, taking a good vacation, spending time with their family, they're, ha- they're latched into that. They can't come back into the workforce unless they get penalized. Well, that's ridiculous. If you've earned your retirement and you take an early retirement at 62, you're locked in at that low number. And when you become 67 or whatever, you don't ratchet up and get any more, but we don't take anything from you. The other thing is there's a limit. There's a a debt limit, a a ceiling that we take money out. We hold money out of people's checks today. Social Security is taken out, and your employer matches it. And when we get to a certain level, 140, 160,000 a year, it's kind of ratcheted up over the year. It used to be 110. We stopped taking money out of your check. Well, I think that's foolish. If you're working, you pay. If you're working, you pay taxes. If you buy a gallon of gas, you pay for a gallon. If you buy 20, you pay for 20. There's not a break on buying more gas or less. You pay a unit price. And if we're going to work in this country and we're going to keep this country uh, strong, we need to pay as long as we're working. So those three things alone is going to help us achieve that 75-year window that they always talk about. You know, we need if we're going to ask America to do these things, then, John, we've got to have government quit wasting money. You can't ask for more money from us and continue to waste it right. because that's what they're doing. So we've got, we've, got to meet, we've got to meet America head on with this. We've got to assure America that we're going to quit, we're going to quit giving money away. We're going to go. We're going to take that eighty-seven thousand new people and not put them going. Let them re, 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 redo my taxes or your taxes to see if there might be a thousand dollars they they can get. Let's go after the corruption that's haunting government today. Ronald Rumsfeld, Donald Rumsfeld said to the Pentagon in two thousand one, the day before nine eleven that there was $2.3 trillion the Pentagon could not account for. Now, understand, their budget then was $300 billion. And they $2.3 trillion they could not account for. That's Wonder pretty embarrassing, that... isn't it? Oh, it's, it's, it, I would say uh, it's more than embarrassing. It's kind of interesting how that, and, and that, that information came out right before 9-11. Yeah, they didn't talk about that anymore after 9/11. No, after that they didn't talk about that. And after President Clinton had his problem in the White House, trying to keep from getting impeached, we didn't talk about fixing Social Security anymore after that. Is that a, maybe that's another coincidence? But in 2003, the GAO started keeping tabs 
on how much money the government had spent and could not account for. They had that at $2 trillion at that time. But some of the people in the office said that was the tip of the iceberg. Add those two together. That's over $4 trillion. We're at $32 trillion. That puts us back to twenty-eight. You'd feel like you was a winner at midnight when you got out of the card game, whether you lost or not, if you got $4 trillion of it back. We're wasting money, not by the billions, by the trillions, and the government doesn't care. They throw more money at the problems around the world, and what we need to do is look at this country here. Take care of this country first. Let's survive. Let's stay ahead, and let's, let's don't ask America to give more if the government's not willing to cut some of the waste out. All right. Well, let's get we've got actually two callers right now, Russell and Dan. I'm going to ask you to keep it short, keep it brief. Russell, what's on your mind? Now, does, does Joe have some kind of organization where you take donations or something like that? Yes, they no. do have an organization that's taken donations. Joe, how so can we, they do so that? We send you- we send, if, we send if Joe you'll go money, to JoeFromTexas.com, if you'll go to JoeFromTexas.com, you'll be able to see that. I think anyone would send you money if you claim that you're going to solve the national debt. He's got to have his head examined. Well, I've well, had my head examined a couple of times, but not for that. But but thank you for the advice. And it's JoeFromTexas.com. Russell, anyone, thanks for your call. Could... Appreciate your call, Russell. Dan from Washington, what's on your mind? Yeah, uh, Social Security. I I actually read the Republican Party platform of Texas. It, it all sounded good, but then at the end it says we need to privatize Social Security. And I look back at Reagan. What Reagan did was not tax income over a hundred and something thousand dollars right so basically social security is like a pension system and if you're not going to tax the people who make you know money over a hundred grand i i forgot what the exact number is but that screwed up the entire system and then he creates this trust fund where it's all supposed to be going into the 401k plan really which is like goldman sachs blackrock um and then they say well clinton stole all that money well that was a setup just to be stolen anyway um but yeah i so get dan, tired of it so, so dan a, what's your ahead. question well i mean what my question is, what would you do with Social Security if it works fine? I mean, that's why politicians don't want to talk about it, because it gets people so pissed off. All the government does is Social Security that basically benefits the people. So I, I okay. just don't like when people bring it up like it's waste. Like, oh, we got to cut this waste. It's like, well, without Social Security, you wouldn't have retirement. So I guess that's what I'm saying. What would he do to fix it? Would he would he bring that tax back on millionaires and billionaires that would actually fix it, or would he want us to go into the 401k plan that well basically? Let's let him answer uh, that question, Dan. Great question. Thank you for it. Now, Joe, Joe, if I remember correctly, you saying the cutoff now it was a hundred thousand dollars it is now was it a hundred and forty thousand dollars now it's a hundred and forty or maybe a hundred and sixty now they've been moving it up 
but we need to continue to let it run. No matter what you make, you need to be taxed on it. And, the, and your employer would match that. And you, you know, in worst case scenario, you take the 6.2% that we're paying, maybe that needs to tick up a little bit too. Maybe it needs to be 6.4, 6.5, and your employer would match that too. Those are subtle changes, that would, and you have to do it not by just the wealthy. You have to do this on the 160 million people that are working today. Because just moving the needle and doubling and tripling taxes on the wealthy, won't, it, that, that's not going to move the needle. It's not going to save this program. This program is in trouble now, and we can save it. It should have been dealt with many, many administrations ago, but we can do it now. And that's, I'm not talking about putting it in a pot where everybody else can get to it. They've been getting to it anyway. The trust fund is money. It, look, there's a, there's a balance, an off-sheet balance that the government has today saying how much money they owe back to the Social Security trust fund. They're making good on it every month. If you're on Social Security, you're getting your check, okay? But the we're not pay, paying in enough every month to make all those checks good. So the government's having to borrow more money every month and cash those IOUs in to do that. So, so that's so. that's the answer. We got. I've, I've listed the three things. There's a couple of other subtle changes to do, but you can do it. We. This is the best program. I'll say that again. This is the best, most popular program America's ever had, and it's for an important segment of this country. The senior people in this country and their parents, those are some great generations. They, they worked hard, went to war, laid their life on the line for this country. We owe them. And, they, and, they, and they've been paying it in, to, in for years. So as a, as a man that's almost 49 years old, um, I, I think it's not, it is not moral to all of a sudden tell all those people that were, have been paying in for 60-plus years <clears throat> to say, okay, now you're not going to get your retirement. I think it's immoral. Now, if it's completely gone eventually, well, then it becomes catastrophic. Like you say, they get, they get a haircut of 25% of their payments. Um, let me ask you this. Along the lines of, let's say that someone's gone from – let's say the number, the, kind of the, the cap is 160000 what if we were to say everything above one hundred and sixty thousand, uh, instead of them paying six point two percent or six point four percent, we say okay, everything above that we now will make up to a certain point. It'll be three point two percent, and the company only needs to match three point two percent. And then even like an, another cap of like three hundred thousand, then it drops down to uh, say like one point five percent. At least that way it doesn't take the incentive to make more money away, correct? takes away a little bit of the incentive. Um, but it, it, it also uh, maybe doesn't come as egregious. I, I think that's another, uh, another thought that I've heard. But I also yeah, want to attack, I, I also want to attack on, this. I want to attack this <laughs> question. The Democrats have for the last 10, 15 years, have always gotten along, always voted for whatever bill, especially tax spending bill. I've yet to hear a Democrat come out since Bill Clinton and talk about reducing the national debt. Very few Republicans are willing to do it. Donald Trump wasn't willing to talk about uh, Social Security. And individuals like Mitch McConnell, uh, Lindsey Graham, Mitt Romney... 
those guys don't want to touch anything along those lines. They want to talk about, oh, yes, spending's too much, but they're not willing to do anything. How do is there the will? Is there the will to cut down on the debt? Mitt, Mitt Romney and those guys want to just take Social Security. Okay, caller, people. caller, yep. I'm asking Joe a question. Okay. Please let, want, let Joe answer the you question. you want me to hang up? Or, yeah, I Go ahead. Thank you. Question. Joe? Okay, John, this is, a, this, this is a problem for Democrats and Republicans. It's not, it's not to the right or to the left. This is everybody's problem. The Democrats obviously do not want to address it, and, and you, you're right. Donald Trump did not want to address it, and he's clearly stated in this campaign that he's not going to touch Social Security. Joe Biden has stated the same. Now, essentially what both of them have said, they're for a 20 to 25% cut in 8 to 10 years because they don't want to do nothing about it. That's what your two leading candidates have said. So I want, I want America to pay attention to that, especially the 67 million people that are senior citizens. That's a big voting block, and, and probably half of them are Democrats and half of them are Republicans and some independents. So just think about what those two guys have said. They've told you they're willing to let it run out. They're willing to let you take a cut, okay, that they're not going to try to figure it out. They just, their main thing is staying out of jail, keeping their family out of jail, and keeping their job. And what they <laughs> ought to be focusing on is taking care of this country. And if they'd have done that, if, if they would have picked it up, Trump could have picked it up, and that COVID come late in his career. But talking about spending money, in the last 25 years, we have put it on a rocket ship to spend money. Right. George W. Bush came into office with less than $4 trillion in debt. He left with double that. When Obama came in, he, left with, he, he started with about $10 trillion. He left with 19.6. He doubled his. A lot of people say, well, he didn't do any worse than Bush. Yeah, he did. Bush had five to double. He had 10 to double. You tell me if 20 trillion is worse than 10, it is. And then when you take on the last two four-year presidencies after Biden gets out at four years, it's going to go up 14 trillion. Now that that takes in consideration COVID. But when you get out to 28, they're going to be spending eight trillion a year. Now I ask you this, John: In 2019, the last normal year this country had before COVID, okay, we took in 3.4 trillion. We spent 4.4. Donald Trump spent a trillion dollars more in that year. He also, in his first three years in office, let's just take COVID out of it. Let's take 2020 out in his first three years. He spent over the budget. In other words, he spent more money than we took in. He spent in three years more than Barack Obama spent in his last four years. Now, figure that one out. And that's for that's a Republican spending money. So it's not a Democrat isolated problem. It's Democrats and Republicans None of them wanted to address this Absolutely. problem. To, you know. And so when you look at that, $1 trillion a year goes out in payments to Social Security recipients. You cut that by 25%. If that happens, we'll double, we'll double the poverty level for elderly people overnight. That's unacceptable. And you take $250 billion out of your economy a year. That's unacceptable. So there's some, there's some hard they, – they better start paying attention to your pocketbook. Because if you don't pay your bills, doesn't matter how fancy the house is, you lose it. No matter how flash, 
flash of the car, you lose that. They've got to pay our bills. So how does the Federal Reserve play into this? Well, the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates to try to, to get a handle on the inflation. And when you do that, you know, we're borrowing money. We have $32 trillion borrowed already. Now, some of that's already set because it's the term of the bonds. But the new money is going out at a higher rate. So as we continue with inflation, we shoot ourselves in our own foot. Now we're going to pay more for interest on money that we're wasting. But the, the government has nothing in sight to slow down the spending. But, it, you know, in all, again, everything that I'm telling you, you can go to the government's websites. You'll have to get with Scott here in our office to go to joefromtexas.com, and we'll tell you how to get there. But they're telling you they're going to spend more money than they're taking in. It's ridiculous. Okay, let's go to uh, Mike here in a moment. But when we get back from Mike, I want to hear where, what are a couple programs or a couple things that we can do to attacking the national debt other than going after Social Security. Mike, you got 30 seconds. What's your question? Oh, We're up against 30 seconds. Uh, you going to bring me back up to the break? I Maybe will be done, done with uh, this. This is a many-faceted issue. There's uh, what a lot of people don't realize is our entire okay. monetary Mike, system. Mike, yeah. hit that we haven't talked about. Hit one that we haven't talked about. That's what I'm trying to do. Mike, we thanks for your call. I appreciate system. it. Hello? Can Mike, I talk? thanks for your call. I appreciate what? it. What? Mike, Hello? if you're, if you're going to ask one th- ask one thing and let's get on it. Let us get and well, talk I'm about it. i trying to, but we've wasted how much time already? <laughs> Frank, our, Frank, our, our system Frank, is um, artificial money. All right. So, sorry about that, Joe. All okay. Right. Let's... Let's go. What are two things that we can go after? Okay, we need to go after security. What what can we do? Uh, what are a couple areas that we can go after besides going after Social Security to try to reduce the national debt? Because um, I'm afraid that that is going to be eventually the number one thing they try to take care of. Well, we're not going to go after Social Security. That's not how we fix I know the- you're not going to, yeah. but I'm afraid that that the politicians eventually will try to dip into that prop to take care of it. Okay, what we need to do is we need to look at the fraud and the abuse and the waste that's in this country. I I spoke to it earlier. We have large agencies in this country that's admitting that they have trillions of dollars, not billions, but trillions of dollars that they can't can't account for. Now, that is ridiculous. When, when, When your military tells you with a budget back then that they were getting 300, 350 billion a year, and they're 2.3 billion they can't account for. That's a lot of waste. Now it's in government contracts or whatever it is. He was Rumsfeld was getting was had a team together, and was going to close some military bases around the world that we didn't need. They were they were, they weren't going to do knee jerk reactions to this. This is something you have to have the strongest military in the world to de, to defend this country. You can't go in there and cut and slash, but there's a lot of waste in this country. We need to attack the waste and the abuse in this country. We need to quit giving money away. How much money, I mean, every time you look up, our president's giving so many more billion dollars away to fund a war that I personally don't think they're able to win. And if we would quit funding that war, that war would get over. Maybe not in a day like somebody says, 
but probably 30 or 45 days because if they didn't have the money to, to fund that war, to fight that war, they would come to some agreement. Now, it may not be what the country wants, but I don't think it's America's responsibility to fund a war halfway around the world. It's our responsibility to keep our country safe. Now, we're sympathetic to the rest of the world. That's why we have NATO and other things that we belong to. But we do not need to take this war on 100% on the finance or fund it with military equipment. we got to quit doing those kinds of things. And let's not leave $80 billion behind in another country when we have to pull out real fast. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I so I'm going to say amen to that statement. Wouldn't it be nice to, for us to have kept over $100 billion here in the United States to go towards debt or other to other issues? You're absolutely correct. Couldn't agree with you more. Well, we're coming up against the end of our hour. I want to say thank you so much for joining us. Can you please give us where people can go either by phone or by uh, website? Where can they go to find out more about your organization, Joe? JoeFromTexas.com Folks, that's JoeFromTexas.com. He's on a mission to reduce the national debt. Joe, I want to say thank you for joining us on Republic Broadcasting Network and here on Talk with John. I truly appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me on. God bless. God bless you. God bless America. And folks, I hope you have a wonderful Sabbath. Take care, be good to one another, and do something for liberty. Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 
You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.